Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 74, which after some quick research today... Um, the only Steeler that we know, that we watched, that wore 74, was Willie Cologne. Willie Cologne. Two Super Bowl, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, Willie Cologne. Um, great Steeler, great lineman. I kind of remember he was sort of like the... Yeah, I mean... He, he was kind of the scapegoat sometimes. He was. I remember seeing some memes that were like not so nice about Willie Cologne back in the day. But, you know... Boy, were those simpler times to be a Steeler fan. <laughs> right? And then also, Jay McKee from the Penguins wore 74. Now, I don't remember Jay McKee um, explicitly at all. Um, I remember him. I, I can't say for certain that I remember him as a Penguin or with some other team. Right. <laughs> but um, And then, how about this? The Pirates have never had somebody wear 74. I mean, who who wants to wear seventy four? Well, yeah, you don't play baseball, so yeah. you can wear a number like seventy four. Right, you don't. Uh, when you when you're in baseball, seventy four is like, hey, you're a September call up. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is what that comes down to. Also, checking out, there was no notable players around any of the leagues that wore seventy four that were like notable players. Yeah. a lot of them were like obviously linemen and stuff, but yeah. no big names or nothing like that. Well, you know, it's a squad number. It is. You know, it's not It's not a glamour number. It's, you know. Next you you got to have bodies, you know. Football requires the most and has the biggest roster. And there's your there's your 74. Congrats, Willie Colon. Yes. On your two Super Bowls and on being honored on this episode of Bold Sports. And also congratulations for sharing a name with, like, a 1960s New York, uh, like, Latin musician. Yeah. Because when I Google Willie Colon, I find probably more stuff about that dude than I do about you. <laughs> and I still have no clue who that dude is. So, you know, Beastie Boys were influenced by him. Okay. Big, bigly, in a bigly way. Okay. So, uh, you know, might have even sampled some of his stuff, for all I know. It's possible. So, yeah, Willie Colon, good good name, good pedigree. Awesome. Uh, we're going to start this week with, uh, how was your sports weekend? <sighs> I don't even really remember much. Um it was St. Patty's Day St. weekend. Patty's Day. Yeah, and it's not that like I didn't really, I didn't do anything crazy for near lie. I worked a lot. Um, I worked thirty six hours and forty eight. I mean, I went to the parade. I I walked like five and a half miles. Um, Harp and Fiddle was too crowded, so I didn't even try to go there. Uh, went up to Lawrenceville. Went up to Bloomfield. Went back to Brookline. Took a nap. Um, not big deal, you know. I. I had enough time, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, the Crystal Palace game started at 8.30, so I was able to watch pretty much all of it before I had to right go anywhere. Um, the bad news is they lost. Sorry. So it was like, you know, kind of disappointing. Um, but yeah, then there was a parade to go to, and then, you know, I didn't really watch any basketball, you know. Yeah. Tried, I, I tried to watch the Riverhounds, but... Like, I turned on the TV at 7, and it wasn't on yet, and I ended up falling asleep. That, that happens. So, you know. That happens. You take a three-hour nap, you know, soccer game's only two hours. So I uh, I worked I worked uh, crazy hours over St. Patty's Day weekend, um, being, being behind the bar. Mm. Um, that tends to happen. 
Uh, I did, I think, uh, literally 36 hours inside mm-hmm. 48. And um, maybe we'll go 54, but whatever. Here or there, it was a lot. And, um, yeah, uh, the I was so busy that I could hardly look up at a TV. Um, I heard when people cheered. Yeah. Pretty much, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, they scored. Oh, okay, they won. Okay, um, you know, it gets a little crazy. Uh, <clears throat> other than that, uh, what else did I do? What, okay, uh, well, that's a good point because the, the Pens game was an afternoon game, so I, I yeah. did get to see some of it. The Pens game was a while, one, one while o'clock, I was one out and about on, uh, but it wasn't really that much fun to watch. No, the Pens were shut down pretty early in the first period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that unfortunately happened that they did lose to the Blues four to one, which was not fun for us. Um, and then we'll talk about the Pens here in a little bit. Um, but how about that baseball news? Mike Trout signed a thirteen year, um, or, or it's twelve year extension, mm-hmm. so it's thirteen year total, uh, four hundred thirty million. <laughs> That's Okay, and, and we talked about, you know, when Bryce Harper signed for 12 years, $330 million, I'm like, well, when Mike Trout comes up, he's going to get well over $400 million if Bryce Harper's getting 330 Yeah. Because Mike Trout's a by far better all-around player than Bryce Harper is. Yeah. I believe, in my personal opinion, anyway. Um, I mean, he's a little older. A year. Um, I didn't <laughs> realize that's all. Yeah. I mean, it, you know. Actually, I, just... I think they're the same age. Uh, Mike Charles, 27. Okay. So, I think Bryce Harper, he came in when he was 18. So, he, he's either 26 or just turned 27. All right. So, these are two huge contracts. That, huge. That are going to be very hard to move. Well, um, I don't know about Trout. I don't know about Trout's particular contract. I know, I, I know Harper's contract is a no-trade clause and a no and a no opt-out clause. I don't know what Trout's contract is, if there's a trade clause or an opt-out clause at some point in time. Um, but there is a ridiculous amount of money that the excuse me that the Angels have going on. They have seven players that are over 10 mil a season. Um, Trout's at 34. Pujols is at 28. Justin Upton's at 18 for the Notables. Yeah. They only have three pitchers in that top set that are making over 10 million and they got uh, four position players um and then just under that there's guys you know th- their whole total payroll on, on their 25 man roster um the majority of them are making over 2 million a year yeah so and I looked at the breakdown and they they showed like the luxury tax cap hit Mm-hmm. On that, so like just on Trout alone, they're paying thirteen or, or twelve million towards the luxury cap tax. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's not that much money when they're when when they're paying like. I mean, it's a decent amount of money, sure. Yeah, but it is. you know, take their total payroll, divide it by twenty five. Well, here's the like kicker. on average, like. So the pool hall steal is probably the one that they're most upside down in. Probably because he's, he's thirty nine. He's, he's getting twenty eight million a yeah. year, and he's, uh, I think, he has three years left on that. Yeah, you know, and baseball contracts aren't guaranteed, so they owe him that money. Whether mm-hmm. he, I, I don't think the, the only way he, he doesn't get paid that money is if he retires. Yeah. So. So at that point in time, twenty eight million. 
I don't think I'm going to retire. Because <laughs> if I retire, I'm leaving money on the table. So so this, this trout deal is interesting because last week we talked about, or maybe it was two weeks ago. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper he, was trying to lure Mike Trout to free. Right, he was. I guess that ain't happening now. Obviously. I mean, that, that, although if anybody can afford to, like, you know... Buy out Trout's contract and move him to Philly. It'd be Bryce Harper, right? <laughs> gotta have that, I mean, this one, Bryce Harper should just like buy a team, or like Harper and Trout. Like as soon as they retire, like they'll have enough money. Well, buy and, a team and Trout's from Middletown, New Jersey. Yeah, which is not far outside Philly. No, so I mean, that would have made sense for Trout to go back to to Philly and play if Philly would have, but Philly couldn't afford Trout. Yeah. You're already paying one guy $330 million. You think you bring another guy in at $400 million? Yeah, I honestly, like... So you'd have you'd, you'd have almost a billion dollars tied up. Trout, Harper, and McCutcheon for your outfield. And McCutcheon's, I mean, what? He's not old. He's not old, but he's expensive. Baseball standards, he's older. Yeah. 31, wait, wait, he's $50 million three years? You know... And like I said, he's probably the most honest guy in baseball. Did you see what they pay me? That's yeah. why I'm playing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, it is what it is. Yeah, I just, um, I know a lot of people wanted Trout to end up someplace other than Anaheim. Right. Because they think it's, like, bad for the game that he's, like, really good but doesn't get a lot of attention. And I think that, like, well, first Angels, of all, maybe that's did, just his did personality. The, did the Angels win the World Series? Or did yeah, they, or they, they did. Yeah, they won in the last ten years, right? Ooh, or was I, it maybe a little longer than that? But I don't think no, Trout was. I was, on, I was still working in a bar. Trout wasn't that, on the team. Down. No, I know he they, wasn't. I know they went to a World Series. I can't remember if they won. They had or Vlad, no. Guerrero. Vlad Guerrero. Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, won the World Series. Yeah, they, so that they, was the, they beat the Giants when Bonds. The one time Bonds went to the series. Didn't Bonds go twice and lose twice? No. No, I thought he went twice and lost twice. Uh-uh. Yeah. Just the ones with the Giants. Okay. And I think that, wasn't that the series that, like, Dusty Baker's kid almost got run over at home plate? Because he was, like, the little cute the bat boy. The kid, and yeah. He was, like, stand, he was, like yeah. standing out in the, and, like, yeah. So that was, that was a, mm, man, I'm feeling old on that one. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was a while, um, yeah, that was a while ago. I just, I that just, was, like. So that was mid-2000s. I, I mean, Mike Trout was still in junior high. I mean, if you care about baseball and stats and, like, appreciating like something unique and special for what it is then like mike trout is very marketable um it's not like if he went to philly he was gonna start like dunking basketballs and like yeah you know like shooting flamethrowers like when he runs out to center field like i mean you know what i mean it's just like mike trout is mike trout like you're just probably bitter because his games are on too late and you go to bed early (laughs) um, most people are like I never, I never get to see the Angels because, you know, they're it's out a west. Ten thirty-five. You know, these are the same people who have like detailed analyses of like Yasiel Puig's body language and why it's disrespectful to the game of baseball, and like that was happening on the West Coast. You know, so you can find out about that shit if you want to. It's just like, you know, I think Trout's just kind of a guy who like shows up and does his job and does it really freaking well. Yeah, it does. And he doesn't have like a big mane of Bryce Harper hair to like go flinging around. Yeah, so he's I not mean, as I much mean, of a household I mean, like. I mean, here's the thing about you know? Mike Trout. I mean, if he stays healthy, I can see him breaking a lot of records, including that home run record. If yeah. he stays healthy, he's young. He's 27. 
I mean, you know, I, I mean, Barry Bonds left Pittsburgh when he was 27. Mm-hmm. You know, 28, 20, 20, between 26 and 28. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I won't say 27 is when Barry Bonds left Pittsburgh. But um, ironically speaking, Mike Trout, uh, Amanda and I were out and about shopping uh, the other day. And we were at Marshall's. Mm. And I walked through Marshall's and I'm like, I'm buying these. And I put them underneath my arm and walked around. She goes, what? She goes, you get shoes? I'm like, yeah, I opened the shoes. She goes, why are you buying a pair of eight-prong metal baseball spikes? I'm like, look at the price tag. She's like, so they're $8.50. I'm like, exactly. She goes, what are you going to do with those? I'm like, well, we decided that we're not having a lawn service anymore than that we're buying a new uh, a new mower and new weed eater. I have hills. Yeah, you do. You get some serious <laughs> hills. I mean, so those are going to be my lawn service shoes. Yeah. It's a good call. So I get That's home, I look at them. They're the Mike Trout edition. I'm nice. like, for $8.50 at Marshall's. That's so cool. So I'm like, all I'm going to do, like I said, is I'm going to cut grass and weed eat them. I, and, and I've cut my own grass before. I'm not spoiled just because I live in Mount Lebanon. I had a lawn service. Yeah. I did it last year because of a time con- cons- cons- uh, consuming and also, our mower was shit, mm-hmm. and I didn't really, at the time, have the money to go buy a brand new mower. And you got a decent amount of property here. Like I said, it takes, it takes two hours to cut. pretty freaking steep. It takes two hours to yeah. cut. Yeah. The, the, the very front yard is steep, and the very backyard is steep. Because you got the hill coming off the street, yeah. and then you got the hill out the back that goes up to the back street. Mm. The middle's not bad. Yeah, well, just cut the but, middle, see how that goes over. Yeah, yeah, just cut the middle. Yeah, I'll get a ticket in a minute in my mm. living um, but yeah, it, it, so ironically, I end up supporting Mike Trout by buying a pair of his cleats from Marshall's for $8.50. Awesome. He should come like, uh, sign them. Yeah. And then I won't use them. Like, my, yeah. He, uh, yeah. Mike Trout like can come on my lawn. At least like pitch in a little. Yeah. You know, Hey, hey get the rake, buddy. You know, bring, bring some like beer, beer. Yeah. You know, you know so pitcher of lemonade. So I, I set my alarm today for something other than work. Um, an appointment. I set my alarm for a sporting event. I set my alarm this morning for eight thirty. Dear, a.m. No, I did not work the night before, but I set my alarm for eight thirty this morning so I could wake up and watch a few innings of the Seattle Mariners Oakland A's game in the Tokyo Dome. Oh yeah. So was that that was on? That was televised? Yeah, it was televised on ESPN. Okay. I had no idea. Um, so for those of you that have lived under a rock for the last twenty eight years, I, and especially the last nineteen not that long. Especially the last nineteen, uh, Ichiro Suzuki uh, was I believe was he the first Japanese player in Major League Baseball or, or was he the first notable? Ooh. Um, uh, he might have been the first non pitcher. Po- yeah, it's possible. Um but he was definitely a big deal in Japan before he came here, so yes. there was always a lot of hype around him, and yes. he like instantly became one of the best players. And also, in the and also with with the Asian players, their contract is their contract, and they have to play that, and the MLB has to pay them so much mm-hmm. after their contracts expired, they can't bring them over mid contract and so forth. It's a whole big ordeal. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's little protectionism on the part. It is. Of, it is because honestly, like you know, 
the Japan and Korea baseball is not as developed developed as and big as MLB. So anybody who's you know got a glimmer of hope would want to go like take a shot at it, you know. And like the you know the leagues in Japan and Korea, they realize that like they're not going to get you know attendance. They're not going to have people be interested in the leagues if all the good players are like you know just moving to the states when they turn 18 to play like double a ball and you know try to go that route because it's that's a valid path like so you know so it was four years ago was the last time that Ichiro suzuki played in japan Mm -hmm. and it was with um and it was with the um uh marlins yeah at the time Mm -hmm. when he was with the marlins played in japan and uh and what they did is is the same thing they did this time is they had two games in the Tokyo Dome and even though it was during spring training it counted as regular season games mm. because of the travel and so forth uh, and they cut the roster down to pretty much their starting roster while the rest of the guys stayed back in the states and continued the um, spring training war- workouts and everything mm-hmm. so Ichiro Suzuki is 45 years old mm-hmm. he did not announce that he was going to retire. He just went about his business, went to spring training, this, that, other thing. They played yesterday and gave some ink, and he didn't really give an inkling. Was, oh, yeah, yeah. He had, he had like two hits. He had a stellar, stellar throw, throw down. Guy was, uh, hit a pitch, and he, he was going from second to third. Ichiro threw a dead strike to third. No bounce, no hop, no nothing. Just boom. From right field into Tokyo Dome. Which is a more of a hitter's park, but here nor there. So, yesterday after the game, they went back to the hotel. They did their thing, whatever. This morning he woke up and said, Hey, Skip, I'm retiring today. Wow. After this game. Went to management and said, I'm retiring after this game. I'm going to retire in my home country. It's a regular season game. It counts. I'm retiring. Okay. Good for him. Uh... So I got to see two at bats from him. Uh, he had a um, a flyout and a ground out, not necessarily the way you want to go out, um, but the way that they took him off the field, which was awesome. Uh, the, the The score was tied mm. uh, in the ninth, and Seattle was listed as the home team in this game. Yesterday, the A's were listed as the home team in the sure. game. Seattle goes out in the ninth. And Suzuki takes the field. They go out. They do little warm-ups. Mm-hmm. And then coach calls them all in. And all the Seattle Mariners come off the field and just stand on the third baseline and give each of the whole field by himself. Yeah. In Japan. The place is going nuts. Oh, nice. Yeah. He tips his hat. He's walking off third back to, you know, high five, you know, waving everything. Gets back. Everybody in the dugout comes out. Even the A's players come out. They're, they're high-fiving on the way back. He gets to the Seattle dugout. Ken Griffey Jr. is there. Oh, you nice. know, um, hugs around, so forth. And the guy's name, I can't think of it right now. Um, he's a Japanese pitcher, mm. rookie, got his first start today. Cool. In Japan. And Ichiro is retiring today in Japan. He, like, broke out in tears. And, oh, man. Because it was, like, his idol growing yeah, up as a kid. Obviously, like, you know, you know, and this is a... If you ever watched Mariners games over the past, like, 15 years and, like, you'd notice, like, the background behind, like, home plate would often have Japanese ads. Right. Like, they've watched a shit ton of Mariner games. Mm-hmm. 
and I guess Marlins games eventually, and Yankees games for a minute there. Right. Whenever Ichiro was playing, because, I mean, he's a national hero to them. He is. You know, not just, like, the best Japanese baseball player, like, at the moment, like, the best of all time. Yeah, he I is mean, notably probably the best of all time. The, be- the most hits, the best hitter. Like, yeah. Sadaharu O is still the Japanese home run king. Yes. Um, you know, and that number may never fall, because, like... He had a ridiculous. Amount. He was like, like, didn't he have more than like Hank Aaron? He did, but all in Japan. But all in Japan. So we're not we're not giving them the same. The, the thing the thing about Ichiro that's cool is that you know he got three thousand hits just in MLB. So that's that's a benchmark that's just like kind of makes you a Hall of Famer. You know, I mean, even Eddie Murray got in with three thousand hits. He played till he was like forty five to be able to compile that number. Well, Ichiro Suzuki's forty five years old. Yeah. So he retired. But he hit eight, three thousand like hit, a couple hit, years ago. But but his his send off was just phenomenal. And and we've watched the Mariano Rivero pulled from the game, mm-hmm. and then um, Joe Girardi sent you know Jeter and Jorge Posada mm-hmm. to go pull him off the mound. Um, we watched we've we've seen Jeter's last hurrah. I mean, we watched Bonds's last hurrah. Um, you know some of the great players and the way and the way they pull them off the field. Even if they're not retiring from baseball, we watched Andrew McCutcheon's last at bat and his last field, and then they pulled him off the field to give him kind of the spotlight. Did they did that with Josh Harrison for the Pirates as well? Mm. Even though we knew he wasn't retiring, but we know he's not coming back as a Pirate. Yeah, um, and so forth. But when you watch like iconic great players like this, and it's the end of their career. I mean, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin. I mean, Greg Maddox. Those guys. I mean, it was. It, it's just something to see. It's awesome. That's why I set my alarm for it. It's like the curtain um, call. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's baseball, the final baseball has call. time for that sort of thing. Yeah, obviously. And the game's not timed anyway. So, so yeah. you know what? If it took an extra five minutes for this guy to get applause, especially in his home country, to do some. But just to do you quick, remember when when Ripken broke the oh, Iron Man record oh, and he did two, the like one, three, victory one? lap? Yeah, the two one three one. That was a little yeah. ridiculous. I mean, he like shook every hand in the stadium. He tried. You know, but yeah, uh, but um, so Ichiro Suzuki played uh, his last game this morning, Tokyo Dome against the A's. Twenty-eight years total as professional, nineteen in MLB. He played with the Mariners um, to start. Uh, went to the Yankees, the Marlins, and then he was with the Marlins last season and the beginning of this season to finish his career. Started in Japan with the uh, Ornix, a Blue Wave. A blue Wave. You ever watch that documentary about Bobby Valentine? When he, man- no, when he managed in Japan. He managed in Japan. It's it's really good. You should check it out. And like the 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 Japanese baseball culture, it's a lot like European soccer. Like they sing and they like throw oh, confetti. Yeah. Well, you remember the and, movie Mister Baseball with Tom Selleck? Ah, uh, you know like, that was kind of a little far fetched, but kind of not so. Yeah, far-fetched. yeah. No, I I know what you mean. And uh, yeah, Mister Baseball. Oh yeah. Uh, so so his stats. <laughs> 3, his, his, his stats in in um, Japan. He, he hit 353. He had uh, 1,278 hits, 118 home runs, 529 batted in, uh, 658 total, and 199 stolen bases. His MLB statistics are 311 average, 3,089 hits, 117 home runs, 780 RBIs, uh, 1,420 total runs, and 509 stolen bases. 1992 to 2000, he played in Japan with the Oryx Blue Wave. Uh, 2001 to 12 with the Mariners, Yankees 12 to 14, Miami Marlins 15 to 17, 
and then 18 and 19 with the Mariners. He is a, in Japan, ridiculous stats. Seven-time All-Star, three-time uh, Player MVP, seven-time Golden Glove, seven-time Best Nine Award, three-time Master, Masarato Shorky Award, uh, three-time Japan Professional Sports Grand Prize, uh, seven-time Player Batting Champion, Player Stolen Base Leader, uh, Player RBI Leader, Japan Series Champion 1996. MLB is a 10-time All-Star. He's an AL MVP in 01, AL Rookie of the Year in 01, 10-time Gold Glove Award winner, three-time Fielding Bible Award, three-time Silver Slugger, Commissioner's Historic Achievement Award, two-time Batting Champion, 01 and 04, AL Stolen Base Leader, 01, Japan National Team, Baseball World Classic Team, two-time Baseball Class uh, World Baseball Classic Champion, uh... 262 hits in a single season for an MLB record. Uh, 10 consecutive 200-hit seasons. Most hits by a Japanese-born player. Most hits in interleague play. Most hits in a season by a rookie. All-time hits leader with 4,367 career hits between Japan and MLB. Which is more than Pete Rose. Which is way more than Pete Rose. Um, but, you know, they're not counting it as more than Pete Rose. Because no, because it's over it. two but leagues. Still, though, like, hitting the baseball is not easy. No. So to be able to do it more times than Pete Rose at any level, like, that's that's pretty impressive. I just pulled all those stats. I know that probably is an overload for you folks, and I went through them a little quick, but... You can slow them down on your on your Yeah, app, you, you know? can. Listen e to it at half speed. E like, Ichiro Suzuki. Ichiro Suzuki deserves yeah. that nod from us here in Pittsburgh, which... We're not used to good baseball stats. No, nah, we're not. They left in the 90s. Yeah. You know, I, I got to talk to a very well-known former Pirate this evening. He was a World Series champion for the Pirates um, this evening at the bar while they were watching the Penguin game. Steve Blass? Um, pitcher, but not Blass. And Dave it, Justy? And it took me a minute to recognize him because he's lost so much weight after his surgery and looks really good. Teak? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. Um, you know, I looked at him I'm like I'm like. By the way, I was like, I gotta ask you. I was like, I haven't seen you in a few years. I was like, Teak, right? He's yeah. like, Yeah. How's it going? I was like, Good. I was like, You're looking real good. He goes, Thanks. He goes, I feel real good, good. too. Because he just had was it a whole heart transplant? Mm. You know, he's still eating at Fiori's though. Because I've seen them pictures. I don't know, but I mean, he he's <laughs> lost some weight. He, he you know, and, and you. You, you can see in his face mm -hmm. who he is, but he's definitely lost some weight and he's slimmed down a lot and whatnot. But uh, still, yeah, you know, yeah, we're going through a transition phase in the Pirates right now. We're losing, we're losing all of our, all of our '70s pitcher broadcasters to retirement. Yeah, uh, Steve Blass. You know, they named they named the press box after Steve Blass in Bradenton. I watched a little Lee bit Com of that Park. game. I watched Lee Com that. Park. I it's, watched some of that today. That's it's, cool how that stadium's like a mini PNC park. Except for the notch and the Not high the wall. dimensions so much, but like the, the batter's eye. Yeah. And like all the signage. See, I was like there, down to like the fonts. I was there. I, noticed. I, like, I was there when it was McKechnie Field before mm -hmm. it was Lee Com Park. Um, well, even even the Bradenton Marauders got to sell out the naming rights these days. So, that's good. It's Lecon Park. That's good. Real quick, speaking of baseball, we're going to continue on with the Pirates, and then we're going to go ahead and take a break, I believe. Um, so, the Pirates um, have been doing 
so-so more towards the better. Yeah. Uh, in in the uh, Grapefruit League down there. Alarmingly positive yes. outcomes. Uh, so I far, say alarmingly because now I'm like excited about the Pirates. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. As excited as I ever am. Right? I mean, it's a show-me kind of scenario. You know? So, Jung Ho Gung uh, has been named starting third baseman. <laughs> Eric Gonzalez has been named starting um, shortstop. So, we have that going on. Pitching rotation still looking solid. You have Tyone, Archer, Williams, and Musgrove. Uh, and then you have Lyles, Brault, and Kingham battling out for the fifth spot. Um, the defense is looking pretty solid all around. The offense, I think, is where they're going to have issues at. Melky Cabrera struck out a couple times today. Jung Ho Gung, in spring training, has six hits. Five of them are home runs. He got a double today. So, he does have four base on balls. The rest are strikeouts or flyouts. But... You know, six hits, five home runs. I mean, good slugging percentage. It's so a good. It's a good slugging um, percentage. I mean, I see people are still not ready to like forgive him. Yeah, you know, I, I see. I see people who are, you know, like holding their nose at the thought of of Jung Ho Gung being a, you know, starting third baseman in Major League Baseball again. Um. I'm not saying I'm not defending what he did. You know, I'm certainly not defending what he is alleged to have done. Um, but they're two different things. Um, they're and you DUIs. know what? If, and well, he the, was, the and DUIs, the, like we know, he did the DUIs. The alleged in in Chicago in the hotel room. That's an allegation. That's an allegation, and also, it, it's it's definitely. Um. I, they come to find out that the girl was looking for money. Yeah, and sometimes things like that happen. Um, you know, we haven't heard anything else really about it. Um, you know, I seem I seem to recall Ben Roethlisberger having problems with that, and there are a lot of people who you know accepted him back back onto the Steelers, or or at the very least, you know, they might not like him as a person, you know, but they're still able to like, you know, feel joy when when his team does well. So like let's let's like you know see what happens here like I'm I'm all for second chances man if he's if he wants to you know change his life and like you know just so don't, don't I, drink and drive man I'm if not you have sure, a drinking problem like talk to someone about it I'm not sure here where Cabrera falls into this because I don't I don't see him falling in right now I don't see his name anywhere on what they're listing as the this was verified March twenty first which. Uh, is well, because the, they got Chisenhall is, out yeah, there, which is the proposed is the, another new guy. Yeah, which is a proposed um, the proposed tentative depth chart. So looking at it, you have left field Dickerson, Chisenhall, Reyes, and Asuna as backup. Center field Marte with Reyes as backup. Right field Polanco, Chisenhall, Reyes, and Asuna mm-hmm. as backups. Third base, uh, Gung. With Moran, Asuna, and Chisenhall as backups. Shortstop, Gonzalez, with Newman and Reyes as backup. Second base, Frazier, with Newman as backup. First base, Josh Bell, with Moran, Asuna, Cervelli, and Chisenhall as backup. We have, like, no first baseman. Well, <laughs> he, you know, the, the natural the natural progression from catcher 
If you still want to play the game, it's first base. That's important. I, that is important. Um, and, and Cervelli's injury history, it's going to be probably something they have to do at some point this year. Right. Um, but at the same but, time, it's but like... But you have Moran, called Moran, going from one from the hot corner to the other corner. Not. A, I remember watching Bobby Bonilla going through from third to first. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough transition. Um, you know... Oh, don't uh, I know it. I, I did that in Little League, man. Yeah. You and me both... Um, Jose Hasuna, uh, I, I forgot he love, was still Love around. the right-handed throwing Little League first baseman. <laughs> right? <Love it. laughs> um, and then the rotation they have right now, Tyon Archer, uh, Williams Musgrove, and then the, you know, the above mentioned that are fighting for that fifth spot, but Lyles is leading that. Catcher, you have Cervelli, and then Diaz, who I'm sure is going to be worked in there more to give Cervelli a break, and then Stallings, who is our, um... Bullpen catcher. Yeah, Diaz is the future. Diaz is the future. But in the bullpen, you have your closer, Vasquez. Then you have Kayla, Crick, Rodriguez, Brault, Kingham, Birdie, uh, Lyons, Lariano, Feliz, uh, Neverakis, Holmes, Barrett, Muller, and Davis. And only five of those names I haven't heard of. So we're going to... I mean, those are not all going to be... Like some of those guys, that's a lot of pitchers you named. Well, yeah, but anymore, if you've been watching Major League Baseball the last how many years? But I mean, they're not going to all be on the roster. It... There's a lot of there's a lot of shuttling back and forth that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you might carry twelve pitchers on your roster, but you might have like well, because you have the twenty. You've got you've got like a small staff just like taxiing back and forth. Is it a forty man? Yeah, there's forty man roster. Is your twenty-five man major league roster, yeah, plus the guys that you know you want to be able to like bring back and forth without having to execute like waiver. Actions Some of those such. guys might end up in Altoona because Altoona is a two-hour drive, you know, compared to Indianapolis, which is the the triple A. That's not that bad. No, I mean it's not. Play. It's not worth it yeah, to like yeah, slow you, somebody's progress. Yeah, you get a and Altoona's like not that close. I mean. Yeah, with rush hour traffic and shit. Hit, yeah. Oh man, like where are you? I'm I'm sitting at the Monroeville Turnpike Plaza. Like, guess what? Like the game starts in 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nobody wants that. Yeah, you know? uh, it's it's definitely. Although if you if you'd have been coming from Indy yesterday, you'd have never made it because of that wreck on the Parkway. But you know, oh, that messed everybody up. Oh, especially out your way, I bet. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad I don't work out there anymore. I messed, I'm glad I take back roads home. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I know them all, bro. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, the Pirates. I mean, their pitching staff is what everybody's talking about and so forth. The offense is what I worry about. I mean, Cervelli, Cervelli finds his way on base a lot, mm. um, and and he finds himself hitting a key home run at points and times. Yeah. But he's not a daily producer. Um, he's, he's not. Gonna, he's not. Gonna, he's also going to lose his mind and probably get thrown out of a game for arguing balls and strikes. He will if he feels. If, I think if he feels like he's the only one out there producing, like that's more likely to happen. Yes. So you know, don't let that like called third strike you know turn into something that festers. We need people in the lineup besides Cervelli who can. You know, you know, keep and, the line moving. And, and Melky Bergera, do I see him making the team? Honestly, I don't. I haven't heard much about him. I haven't at heard all. much about him at all. I don't see him making the team more than just a bench guy if he makes it at all. He could be one of those guys that makes the forty man and ends up being in Altoona. Yeah, you know, um, who knows? Uh, at that point in time, 
I'm kind of excited to watch uh, Pirates baseball. They start in Cincinnati. They actually have their final two preseason games in Houston, and then they head north to Cincinnati for three. Then they come back to Pittsburgh and they open up with the Cardinals, right? Mm. So, I mean, uh, the, their schedules heavy um, weighted in the front six weeks uh, with division, and then in the back six weeks and with division play. Uh, is heavily weighted with that, but that's how they weight all the schedules now. Like I, I, I think you play your division like seventeen times. Yeah, like each team seventeen times, like something like that. They, they have an odd number for the tiebreakers. Yeah. So well, you know, division games are the best. When you play in the NL Central, I mean, you're guaranteed to play a good team every time. When, yeah. When you're playing a divisional game, I mean, there's a you're sh- always gonna be playing somebody who's. In the hunt for the wild card, it seems. It, it, you know? Yeah. With the exception of, like, the Reds last year. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, even the, the Pir- Red- even the Pirates were, yeah, like... But the Reds loaded up this year. The Pirates were kind of, like, straddling the fence at the time of the trade deadline. Yeah. They were straddling you know? the fence in the trade deadline. And they, they weren't total sellers or buyers. Like, they just kind of, like, retooled a little bit. Because they were kind of still in it. Um... I love our division. I mean, it, it sucks as far as like being able to make the playoffs. But does, if you want, if you want to go see like good players come to town, like on a week in week out basis, like yeah, go be a National League Central fan. That is true. A lot of good players all over that division. Uh, and so I'm excited course. about Puig, man. I'm gonna go to like every Reds game this year. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Free tickets, Matt. Free tickets. If I can get them, I'll get them. Free tickets. I'll drag. You, I'll drag you down there. <laughs> I won't drink in the game. I'll get hammered before. I'll bring a flask. <laughs> Heard. All right, folks, we're going to take a break right now, and then we're going to come back and talk about the Pittsburgh Riverhounds that their season just opened this past Saturday, though I don't believe Matt or I got to watch the game. Nope. But uh, we'll talk about it a little bit and uh, go from there. <laughs> so listen to um, what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, who host this podcast as well as several other podcasts, have going on with Russell Mayhem as well as Awesome Cast and several other great podcasts to listen to. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for the second edition of episode 74, the Willie Cologne edition of Bold Sports. Woo! Yeah. So you were talking about St. Patty's Day and whatnot. And you started to watch the Riverhounds game or couldn't get into the Riverhounds game here and there. Um, it started later than I thought it would. It did. I turned on the CW at 7 and, like, Family Feud or some shit was on, you know? So I was like, all right, well, I'll just wait this out. And then you took a nap. I mean, I didn't, like... I fell asleep, you know? I didn't, I didn't say, like, I am going to take a nap now. I said, I'm going to lay on the couch and watch soccer. And the soccer didn't come on, and I fell asleep. I mean, it was it was worthwhile. It was a good nap. Um, so they lost one nil, two, two nil, two nil. Tampa Bay Rowdies. Okay, um, well. uh, Tampa Bay scored the twenty sixth minute, and again at the eighty sixth minute. So a few minutes before the end. Um, so this past Saturday uh, was the opening of the USL. The Hounds took a two uh, nil loss on the road. Uh, on the opening season game in Tampa to the Rowdies. The Hounds found themselves dominating all categories of the game. 
the Hounds do play this Saturday uh, at Swope Park Rangers. That's in Kansas City, for those of you that don't know where Swope Park is. Do you know, did you know that? Nope, I had to look it up. You had to look it up. I did. That's one of my, I don't know, like... So... That's... The team is, like, based off of Queen's Park Rangers, which okay. is an English team, and they're, they're in London. Um, so, yeah, so Swope Park being a place, like, somewhere in the suburbs... You know where where because Kansas City has a NLS team, so I'm sure. Already. I'm so sure. Swope Park Rangers kind of play like someplace like less centrally located, but Kansas City area, and that's all this realignment now. Like they're not a new team. Um, they were they were in the USL last year and I think the year before that, but because of the realignment, realignment, they the, are the now they are now in the Eastern Conference, so the Riverhounds get to play them. Well, I'll run through the stats. I'm sure you can probably break this down a little little better than I can. Both teams did have six shots on goal. Um, Tampa Bay had two shots on target, which I'm assuming the two they scored. Mm -hmm. Um, Possession time was 51% to 49% uh, with Tampa Bay leading that. 415 passes to 406 passes. Tampa Bay led that. Uh, Pass accuracy both equaled at 67%. Nine fouls uh, for Tampa Bay compared to 17 for the Hounds. Zero yellow cards for both. Zero red cards for both. Three offsides calls for Tampa Bay. Uh, six corner kicks for Tampa Bay and two corner kicks for the Hounds was the breakdown stats of that game. Um, yeah. Uh, standings currently, Pittsburgh Riverhounds find themselves at 16. It's after one game. It's after one game, yeah. It's after one game. Ain't scared. You either have three points, one point, or no points. Correct. At this part of the season. Uh, and then they have, since the reworking of the playoff, didn't we say they had to be in the top six? I think so. Yeah. And is it, are they doing like a wild card thing? Yeah, they're doing yeah. a top six and two wilds or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it's just like hockey. We're getting used to it. You know, yeah, we didn't have to. We didn't have to like master the the NHL wild card system so much in past years because the Penguins weren't really involved. Yeah, right. In it. No, but this like, year, these we're past, like these past couple years, we're like I think we've both become experts on how the like wild card like, top three plus wild card format works. So like I think we'll be straight when when whenever USL hits the home stretch, I think we'll be able to to comprehend what's going on, and hopefully it won't matter because you know the Hounds will be in one of those top three spots. Um, but like you said, plenty of games left. Um, uh, plenty. There's like thirty-eight. Thirty, yeah, thirty-eight games. Forty games, and we just and that lost doesn't one. In, and that doesn't include club play, or that doesn't include. That um, does not include the uh, the, the the tournament, the, the, the cups, right? the cup yeah. play. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. You know, um, you know, it's a chance to, you know, do better than last week, certainly. And for all of us, for that, for the house to score a goal, for me to know what time the game is, and. You know, maybe even find my clicker, because I'm pretty sure that was the last time I saw my clicker. <laughs> so you know, it did not die in vain. Do you not have the app on your phone? I have the app on my phone. It's not as fast as the clicker. Of course. You know, there's uh, that, there's that so, delay, and when it, when you need to like jump back and forth, as I often do. You know, so like goals for this week, like score. Um. More corner kicks, maybe. I don't know. Um, more possession, and Matt finds his remote. The, yeah, that would be a good one. There we go. Um, so your 2019 Riverhounds roster is going to be Kevin Kerr, 
It's a midfielder, Nico Brett, who was with the team last year. He's a midfielder. Joseph Greenspan, defender. Uh, Canardo Forbes, midfielder. Thomas Van... Van Kayazile. A midfielder. Mohamed Dabo, midfielder. Jordan Dover, midfielder. Kyle Morton, goalkeeper. Owatabalai Adawi, defender. Christian Valeski, forward. Steven Dos Santos, forward. Uh, Noah Frankie, midfielder. Uchenna Uzo, defender. Ryan James, midfielder. Sammy Kahashi, midfielder. Ben Lungarda, Lungarda, goalkeeper. Anthony Velarde, midfielder. And Caleb Smith, defender. So... A lot of a lot of names from last year. A lot of names from last uh, year. A lot of key players are back. Like you know, um, Romeo Parks is out. Yeah, Romeo Parks. Um, where did he, he went to Europe? He, right? he went to Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Um, well, Europe. <laughs> yeah, it's like, literally Europe, but like specifically Ireland. Not not a destination for a lot of people. Um, but you know, he's it's he went to Sligo Rovers, and that's a cool little town. So you know, I wish him well there. Um, you know, we're, we're just getting into it, man. Like, I, I really was disappointed that I did not get to see that game on Saturday. But, you know, stuff happens, and it's, you know, it's hard to maintain, like, the soccer marathon schedule of a Saturday and also do a St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh, true. And also a bit ironic, considering that soccer is an English, you know, colonialist, imperialist sport. And true Irishmen only follow hurling Gaelic football... And bare knuckle boxing. So speaking of uh, of European soccer, Matt, I have this little segment dedicated to you. It says, "Matt, international soccer and go." Okay, so FA Cup <coughs> quarterfinals. Okay, were last weekend. Um, and also some English Premier League. They they do this thing where they they have to postpone some of the Premier League games because those teams also have a cup game that weekend. So Crystal Palace played Watford. In the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And that's where Crystal Palace lost. Yeah, right. That was 8.30 Saturday morning, so I got to watch it all before the parade. Um, Palace has now lost to Watford three times this year. Oh. It's not a good thing. Remember that year that the Steelers, like, beat the Ravens three Three times? Three times, yeah. Yeah, and they won the Super Bowl that year. Right. Watford's not going to win shit. Okay. Other than being able to claim that they well they might win the FA Cup but probably not they're in the semifinals of the FA Cup with like Man City Brighton who almost got screwed out of you know they, they, they there was a bad call on an offside and they had to tough it out and make it through to penalty kicks but it's they're in the quarterfinal or, or the semifinal so it's like Man City Brighton City City also won on a shitty call um a lot of controversy in the FA Cup because a lot since a lot of the teams that are from lower divisions, okay, they they do not have the equipment in their stadiums for video replay. So the FA decided we're not going to do video replay until the semifinals because the semifinals and the finals are played at Wembley, which obviously has state of the art everything. Now Swansea, however, they used to be in the Premier League. Like, they got relegated last year, so they have all the equipment. And they, they could have run replay at that match, but they were not allowed to under FA Cup rules. Ah. And Man City ended up getting, getting a break. Oh, they got be- a break. Because, like, there was a 
play that should have been reviewed that was not allowed to be reviewed under the, the like terms of the competition. Now, Man City is trying to do something unprecedented where they win four trophies in one year because they're in the Champions League for a European title. Right. They're in the Premier League. They're right. in, like, first or second always, like, back and forth with Liverpool since the season began. Um, and then they won the League Cup a couple weeks ago. Um, so for them to win four trophies, three domestic and one international, that would just be huge. Well, and I, I like, really don't care for well, Man City, but I even I kind of want to well, see that. We'll convert that back to, didn't the Hounds win several trophies last year uh, on the... You know the rivalry trophies. The rivalry trophies don't count okay. in the same way. Okay. Um, I mean it's cool and all, but like for the, for the Hounds, okay. So there's the thing called the um, Concacaf Champions League, which is like they'll take a couple teams from MLS, and a couple teams from Mexico, and a couple teams from Canada, and a couple teams from like I don't know Honduras, Jamaica, wherever in our region, Caribbean, right. North America, Central America. Right. Um. And they'll play, like, a round-robin group stage and then a knockout stage and have a championship. So, like, that's a trophy you can win in North America. And then you can win your domestic league and your domestic cup. Okay. But what we don't have is a league cup, which is, like, an extra sort of, like, NIT cup that people don't care as much about. But when you're filling a trophy case, it's like, let's fill it all. Yeah, kind of like in Ocean's Eight when they open, they're like, "Oh, we took all the necklaces." Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you watch that movie, which I watched instead of basketball. You watch that movie, we'll we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Hey, Uh, I'll tell you what, I I watch anything. Anything with Sarah Paulson in it is a slam dunk. Uh, You know what? (laughs) Anne Hathaway. That's me. I love how she plays like the like bitch that everyone thinks. You know how so many people hate Anne Hathaway. I love Anne Hathaway. Some people think she's like really shitty, like aloof and like stuck up. It doesn't seem to be like fair to me, but I like how her character in that movie like just embraces. When all she that, was in Pittsburgh you know? filming Batman, yeah, I tweeted her and I sent her like Facebook messages. You're like, hi, Anne Hathaway. It's, I'm like, it's I'm, like, I'm, like hey, I'm like, I'm like, hey, come up to Shiloh, hang out. <laughs> um, you know, I got your first Frozen Cosmo, mm. like whatever. Mm-hmm. Never came up. No, I was bombed. That sucks. I was bummed. She, I know she's married, and I know I'd never have a shot in hell with her, but <laughs> she's on the list. She's on the get out of jail free card list. Man. You know, but... Can you believe that I have waited on Will Smith and Catwoman? <laughs> <laughs> never waited on Catwoman, but I did wait on Will Smith. Well, you could have been... I'm just saying, like, you would have had that. You know? <laughs> it would have been nice I to I can't pull. believe you waited on I Am Legend... And Catwoman. Actually, I didn't wait on him. I met him at Permanis. Oh. That's even better. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I wasn't waiting on him. You I didn't work have... at Permanis. I was like, yo, dude, what's up? <laughs> like, hey, instead of going up to the room, good evening, gentlemen. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it, it, I, I tweeted her. I was like, I'm... hey, come on up. I got your first round. Did you uh... ask Will Smith, like, I, I, I would not have been able to resist asking him, like, so how's that Permanis sandwich? Would you say that it is better than a cheesesteak? <laughs> no. I no way, right? No, I didn't. I was like, what's up, dude? How's it going? Yeah. Like, hey, welcome. Enjoy. Oh, you know, did I, you I, try to do the handshake? No, I did not. I always wanted to do that. I, 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 when you meet, in the in the service industry, man, I meet so many people. Like I said, I, I took care of Kent the Colby Knight and Brian Trottier. Okay? So, I'm like, 
they're just dudes. Brian comes up. Did Brian Trottier like, bring his guitar? No, but he had on his uh, two Penguin Stanley Cup rings. Mm-hmm. And, and he comes up to the, to the bar. He's like, hey, Steve, can I get another beer? I'm like, sure, no problem. Crack, there you go. Nice. I mean, there it is. You know, no, no, no crazy, you know. Trots. Yeah, he's a good dude. He lives in Hickory Heights. He's a good, you know, whatever. I, I've, I've played out of Bob Berry's backyard, but he lives across the street from Bob Berry, so I never got to play out of, out of <laughs> Trots' backyard. Bob Berry's backyard. That must be awesome. <laughs> Man, I want to live in Bob Berry's backyard. Uh, random golf balls find their way in there all That's the time. That's okay. <laughs> I have a tent and two bike helmets. I'll be fine. Uh, but no. Uh, so, all right. So we got some international soccer going on. There's a lot of cups being able to be won. Man yeah, the City, FA Cup. Man City is the one that's able to fill the trophy case. Man City versus Liverpool in the Premier League title race is fascinating. The race for the Champions League slots in the Premier League is interesting because the top four make next year's Champions League. And right now you've got Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, and Man United battling for spots like three, four, five, and six. And like five and six are just booby prize like Europa League berths. So that that's going on. You've still got a relegation battle, although it's pretty clear to me at this point that Fulham and Huddersfield are just gone. But there's still one relegation spot that's, you know, up for grabs. Not that anyone's reaching for it. Um, and then you've got the matter of the teams from the championship who are trying to go up. Um, and that's always real interesting because that's actually the most lucrative uh, prize in all of, all of football um, because just the, the windfall you get just for claiming one year's worth of Premier League TV money is worth more than like any any trophy or, or tournament in like all of Europe. So like it's getting to be April May when it's re- it really gets like interesting with um, you know you'll have your league games on the weekends and then you'll, you might have like makeup games on Tuesday and Wednesday and then a cup game the next week. Um, but right now we're on international break and Scotland lost 3-0 to Kazakhstan and that's like joke fodder on, on the soccer internet right now. So that, that's what I've been following. Right on. Losing 3-0 to Kazakhstan is it's not a good look. Do you know anything I hear when I hear Kazakhstan is... Borat voice? Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Very, Very nice. nice. <laughs> I could not watch the match because of my wife. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, our, our girlfriends let us host a sports podcast. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so this past weekend, one of the things I was completely in-depth to was the Players' Championship, mm. uh, which is held every year at TPC Sawgrass Stadium Course uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Ponta Vedra Beach. They, they changed the trophy this year mm. to it being a gold um, player in the middle of a backswing okay. uh, off a tee uh, compared to the trophy used to be a crystal um, plate. So... It makes more sense. Like, yeah, yeah. It's the player's championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, a player on the trophy. I mean, I know it's like, it's not like an open championship. No. You know? With the with the cup. So it's not like any old yeah, person yeah. can win this, it. This, this trophy doesn't get passed around. You get right. to keep it. Yeah. The other trophies, the U.S. Open won, the the, um, the Open champ, the U.S. The open, the open with like, the Claret Jug. Yeah. Um, and the Claret Jug has... The Wanamaker trophy. The Wanamaker the Claret Jug, though, has, like, the Stanley Cup uh, persona around it where 
They get to keep it, and random shit goes into that. Mm. Um, you know. Claret, even sometimes, I would imagine. <laughs> if you're if you're being like, I'm real boring. <laughs> I'd just be like, what do you want to drink out of the claret jug? Well, I don't know, claret. <laughs> right? Shut up, smartass. Like, no, seriously, it's called the claret jug. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, go get me some of that uh, Francis Ford Coppola claret. You yeah, know? man. Yeah. You know? oh, uh, but yeah, gold. Uh, so uh, they changed the trophy. The first person to win. The new trophy this year was Royal McElroy. Um, Which is funny as hell because... Because it was St. Paddy's Day, March 17th, that a Northern Irishman mm. uh, wins uh, the golf tournament. Northern Irishman. Controversial. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to touch that right now. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to me that he, uh, I'm, I know he taped this previously, but his episode of Men in Blazers aired at like 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon right yeah. after the late game. So it was like, Rory McIlroy, like, how can you be winning the Players' Championship in Ponte Vedra, Florida, when you were just in the panic room in the crap part of Soho <laughs> nearly two hours ago? Um, and sure enough, they made that same joke on their show. So, yeah, like, they beat me to it. Right. Rory, Rory did come <laughs> from behind uh, in the last five holes to win this. Greensburg's own Jim Furyk was in the clubhouse with the lead. Um, when Roy ba- uh, when Roy birdied 16 to take the lead, John Rom was the 54 hole leader. Uh, then he had a meltdown on the back nine. Uh, if you didn't watch it, it was quite quite mm, we'll say mm tasty esque. Was what at South Park <laughs> on his meltdown on the back nine? Rom, <laughs> it's interesting because like John Rom, Rom Emanuel. Both, both like noted hotheads who have like public meltdowns at places where like sports are played. Um, I don't know. Is there something to this? Maybe, um, maybe it's nothing. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I've totally seen you on number eight at at South at South Park. You're like, I haven't hit a fucking club all day. God damn it! And Matt pulls out a five wood on on a hundred and thirty two yard par three over top of a swamp. That he's wrecked a golf cart into previous years, and then nuts that the whole, mother, and then yeah. nuts the motherfucker uh-huh. over top a hundred yeah. yards past the green. But that's like, <laughs> I wasn't angry. I just like, I was like, if I hit a seven iron, I don't think I'm gonna get it there. Like I'm gonna tee it up high, and I'm I'm gonna just like, I'm just gonna do like a fungo swing, and like sometimes you just catch it, and there's a lot to that, you know. You're not trying to kill the ball. Um, and you don't need me to tell you that if you're on the tour. Oh, uh, I know. Or even if you're not. Even if you're just Steve Fernald who plays more than I do. Uh, I play too much. Um, it doesn't seem like you do, Steve. I don't play enough, I didn't see actually. you post anything this week. Um, of course. I was going to go play yesterday, um, but I've had a wrist issue. Um, so I mm. didn't want to injure my wrist anymore. Is it your, and, is it your bottle opening wrist? I. So we have... One, two, three, four bottles at work mm. that are the aluminum bottles mm. that aren't pops. They're twists. Ugh. And my carpal tunnel has been coming back, and I blame it on... I, 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 Stop I the, drinking out of aluminum bottles, first of all. I have the Those r- bottles are going to end up in a landfill. I, I know. So drink glass, because yeah. glass is actually like from the earth in the first place, and yeah. it'll and, break and, down and faster than the, freaking I always have the joke of, like, this is the first bartending job I've had where I actually get my carpal tunnels issues with. Yeah. Um, 
So do my, they make my... you like hold a golf club like this? No. <laughs> Touch your nose. Is your yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you're good to play. Like in Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but no. Uh, so my wrist was messed up, and I and I did laundry yesterday. I was doing laundry yesterday. And you washed the crick on the washboard, so and, that's a lot of stress. Yeah, exactly. And Amanda texts me and goes, "Hey, thank you for doing laundry and whatnot." She goes, "It's nice enough out. If you want to go hit nine, go ahead." I'm like. I was planning on doing it anyway. I didn't really need your permission, but thank you. Thanks, babe. No problem. I'll let you know what happens. Head compared to text, you know. Um, but then I'm like, oh, I don't want to go ahead. It's still muddy. It's still wet out and whatnot. I don't want to like dig in and fuck my wrist up even more. So I was like, I'll just wait. I'm like, I had other shit to do at the house anyway. But here and there, back to the PGA Tour. If you did not watch this uh, the the uh, uh, Sawgrass Players Championship. Uh, Rory just came rolling through um, the last like six holes, and Rom, who had the lead, kept messing up. I mean, he he made some dumb 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 decisions on club choices, shot choices. He put himself in the water twice um, and whatnot. Uh, and Furyk, who went in after he finished 18 with the clubhouse lead at minus 15, Rory had three holes to play at that point, and then just crushed it. And, you know, he, he you know he he took the lead on that very next hole, and then just played. He didn't play safe because on 18, Rory pulled out his driver, and people were like, he's got a one shot lead. There's water on the left. Rory's pouring out the driver. You know, if he pulls this left, it's in the water, puts it for a tie. The driver for Rory was his best club in the bag this weekend. And, you know, he had the driver solid, straight, you know, with a little, with a little bit of a, uh, with a little bit of a fade on it. Ended up right in the middle of the fairway. Uh, came in, you know, just, just great play. Um, this week they're playing in Tampa, Florida, uh, at the Valspar Championship at Innisbrook, the Copperhead course, uh, which Matt and I just were watching a little bit of a replay of the last little bit of the day one. I watched a little bit of day one earlier today. Um, now, I remember this tournament last year. This I was remember... the one that Tiger almost broke his hand at. Yeah, and I remember all the commentators being like, Valspar, what's Valspar? Like, how do you not know what brands of paint are? Right? You know, like, I don't paint. Like, I'm not handy. If I ever, like, need anything painted in my house, I know who I will hire to do it. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. do not do it myself. But, like, I know what the brands of paint are. Yeah. I don't smoke. I know brands of cigarettes. I mean, I'm a bear guy when it comes to paint, but, you know. Whatever, but you know that that's a paint. I know Valspar's You know that it's a name of a paint. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are people whose job it is who get paid to, like, commentate on golf. And well, they act like ignorant about the sponsors. Well, again, last year at the Valspar, last year at Valspar Copperhead, Tiger was in trouble when, and they've been showing a video. If you have been on Facebook or Twitter or anything, Tiger's not playing in this tournament. But last year, Tiger did play in this tournament, and he was stuck in the woods and was against a tree. Oh yeah, and he made that five iron low bend around over the water, over the sand trap, bounce up and over and onto the green where. The tree was in his way, and on his follow-through, his hand and his clubs, and you can't see this on 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 audio, but 
I'm making the motion. He came through and hit the tree, and the club <laughs> just bent over, and his hand went this way, and the club ah. went flying. Uh, and it was like, oh, is that the end of Tiger for this tournament? Curtis. No, it wasn't. I mean, he still finished in the top five. He didn't win, but he finished in the top five. I mean, you know. Uh, it's hard to injure yourself playing golf. It is, but no, it's not. But okay, well, it, I, it is. Contact-based Contact injuries based are injuries almost are hard. unheard of. Are, yeah. Like, it, you can more, tweak something. It's more inner body injuries. Yeah, you, you, can, you can twist something, tweak something, pop something. I, I get it. But, like, hey, it's not a contact sport. You know, so far, I got nine holes in this. Or Getting dragged down a hill by a cart is one uh, way to hurt yourself. That, that happens. Um, I got 12 holes in this season so far. Uh, it was wet and soft, and the course was in shitty condition, but I got out. Yeah. I was happy. Um, the, the extra three holes I played, I did really well on. Could have been worse though. Um, last spring was probably wetter. No, nah, dude. Uh, I mean, I realized the, spring just started. All last year was wetter. I realized spring um, just started and it, it could be worse. It's going to be hard to be worse. Yeah. Last year was the rainiest year ever on record. So. I believe it. I mean, yeah. Last... Rainy, rainiest year on record and then I got French drains. Oh, there it is. So we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know if it's ever that rainy ever again because I'm never going to see the water. So, uh, keep your eyes open this weekend, folks, for the uh, Valspar Championship at Innisbrook Copperhead Course uh, going on. I believe that um, DJ's in the top five, so is uh, Bubba Watson. I didn't see the final. Uh, it's only day one, so I, I really don't look at leaders until Saturday, Yeah, uh, and then we'll go from there. In the meantime, though, here locally in Pittsburgh... Uh, at the paint bucket, we have roughly 100,000 people in in and out of town throughout this weekend for the NCAA Wrestling Championships. Mm. Uh, Pitt has some guys in there. Penn State has some guys in there. Clarion has some guys in there. Um, they're from all over the country, the colleges. I didn't really research this a lot. I just want to say, hey, it's out there and there's... Tickets available. I don't know what the market price on them is or what the aftermarket price on them is. I have some friends of mine that are on the interwebs that are like, hey, we're going to the wrestling championships. And, you know, where should we go and eat? Where should we go and drink? You know, stuff like that. Um, I know in my business, where I'm at, I'm probably going to see some people in town hanging out. Yeah. Um, while this isn't going on. So there's that. I remember the last time the wrestling. Wasn't like any. I don't think it was NCAA. It might have just been like Big East Wrestling Championship, which like that kind of dates it a little bit. Right. It's like more than seven years ago. But um, I remember meeting somebody who was in town for the uh, for the tournament at like some like low key bar in the South Side, and he was like looking for something a little more uh, like, risque. Looking for some ladies, basically. A little more risque. And I was like, go to Jack's. Hmm. If you can't get laid in Jack's, you're I don't know ugly. how that worked out for him, but... Yeah, if you can't get laid in Jack's, you're ugly. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, no he, had wrestling, he had wrestling years, so... Nah. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm just happened. kidding. He's a nice guy, you know. But he's just like, yeah, this is nice and all, but I don't know anybody in town, and yeah. Like, <laughs> where, where are all the ladies at? I'm like, yeah, you know. You're on the south side, man. Like, you're in the south side. Just if walk you, around. Yeah, just but walk if you're around. looking for like a critical mass, and you don't want to spend a shit ton of money or get like beat up by a Steelers defensive line coach, 
Don't go to the flats. <laughs> Don't go to the flats. My, uh, my, uh, uh, yeah, I'll tell you offline about that story. Anyway, um, no worries. Yeah, the, the wrestling's in town. Like, it's really good that we're, it seems like we're getting a lot of the NCAA, like, non revenue tournaments. Exactly. These past couple years, and that's good because we've yeah. got good facilities. Hockey's coming back soon. Hockey will be back soon. Uh, basketball will be here again. Like, we got, we got three schools locally that can host, quote unquote. I mean, it's always at, you know, the big arena, but it's either Robert Morris, Duquesne, or Pitt who's, like, technically hosting it. So, yeah, we've got a really good shot. Um, it'd be really cool to get, like, a Sweet 16 sometime, you know, just once. I mean, I know, I know this round of 64, it's good and all, but, like, you know. Well, Boise speaking, gets round of 64. Well, well, well speaking of uh, the NCAA round of 64, day one opened up today in the first round of the tournament. Unfortunately, work uh, this year sucked. Work and so cat I watched, diabetes and so I, I, I wa- aching fucking back. I watched, some, I watched <laughs> from home um, uh, before... Uh, going in, I actually have the. You app. love that app, dude. The app on the Apple great? TV uh, throws. Uh, we have the I have the Apple TV, and it, and I get to watch all four games, and then I have to like slide over to pick commentary. Yeah. So like one has commentary, and the other three are just there. Oh God, I got a story um, for you, dude. And then so going through, um, for bracket wise, personally this year, I was asked at work, "Are you running brackets because you ran football polls?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll run brackets." I had a very minimal interest at work, um, so I decided to not run a bracket pool this year, Mm -hmm. but I did pick Amanda's bracket for her work, and apparently she is second right now. Only way I'm ever going to run a pool again like that is if I can, like, take off that first weekend. It's too much work. Oh, it's so much work. You know? The first weekend is so much work. The first week I... Or the, the one year I ran a bracket on paper. Oh, yeah. I... Because it was from a bar, so everybody's just filling out on paper. You don't want to get email addresses for people. You don't want to see these people in the light of day to begin with. So you just <laughs> do it on paper. Yep. And I'm I'm sitting there like, just like circling and drawing X's and highlighting, and I'm just thinking like, man, like it'd be so much nicer if I was like, someplace warm now. So like a, a really cool thing to do would be to like, run a pool, tell everybody like, you know, brackets are due Thursday at noon. I'm on a plane to fucking Fort Myers at 12.30. And then once I get checked in, I'll get caught up and it'll be warm and I can sit out on the deck and you do, know, your brackets. do my things. But, Go catch some preseason baseball. Yeah, sure. But that's not how it is here. We're, we're here in Pittsburgh. I'm working. You're working. I could not log into my work pool. I know. And the by the time I realized this, it was like last minute because I always do mine last minute. But, like, in years past, I could just, like, fill out a thing at midnight and then fax it to somebody and then, like, you know, Venmo them my money and I'm good. But because I couldn't get onto the website and they're like, oh, we'll just contact so-and-so if you need help. I was just like, dude, like, I don't want to bother you because I've run a pool before and it's a pain in the ass. Right. So I'm not in my work pool for, like, the first time ever. And I picked a near-perfect first day. Only Florida screwed me. Um, and I also had to get on the fucking chat line with Verizon and make them fix their app because I have a fire TV. And when I logged in to my Verizon account, they were like, you don't have true TV in your cable subscription. Therefore you cannot watch the play in games. And I was like, that's bullshit. 
I have True <laughs> TV. I watch Adam Ruins Everything. You know, I watch Impractical Jokers. Mm-hmm. I watch all that good stuff. Don't tell me now during the like one week that people actually care whether or not they have True TV that I don't have True TV because I do. But I got on. I Tuesday was a wash. I couldn't watch the games. Wednesday, first thing while I'm having my coffee, I got on the chat. It took like 15 minutes. They sent me an email. They're like, sir, it will be fixed. Sir alert. Hashtag sir alert. Sir, it will be fixed by 5 p.m. I was like, well, I'm not going to be here at 5, but I'll check it at 6.30. Sure enough, they fixed it. So I just want to shout out Verizon. Thank you very much. There you go. For like making my $140 a month actually count for something. Right. So, uh, so far, day one, though, on the tournament, you have uh, Gonzaga beat, uh, number number one Gonzaga, beat uh, Florida... Fairly F- Dickinson. Oh, Fairly Dickinson. Yeah. FDU. Yeah. FDU, yeah. yeah. And then you had, uh, let's see, Baylor beat Syracuse. I had that. I changed it because I heard about I had that because uh, the suspension. kid from Syracuse mm-hmm. suspension. Uh, and then you had, uh, let's see, Florida State beat Vermont. Murray State beat Marquette. Yeah. Um, that's a tomorrow game. Uh, the Florida, Auburn game. Florida is a close beat one. Nevada. Michigan beat Montana. Dude, I had I picked Nevada and they were down like 15, 20 points most of the game, but they had this one dude number eleven, who like I don't know his name. I guess he's probably their best player. He just like started taking it over. He well, took he well, took I picked, over. I picked Amanda's bracket for for her work. Mm. And she's like, how about Nevada, Florida? I'm like, is it UNLV or is it Nevada? She goes, it's yeah. Nevada. I'm like, I'm like, eh, Florida. <laughs> she goes, okay. Uh, I should have known that Florida one. because Florida's seed was affected by them getting screwed in the SEC tournament. Yep. So they should have been higher than a 10. And that's on me. Um, you know, a lot but, of... it, but the, the final score of that game was like... A wider margin than it really like like that margin got wider because of the foul shooting at nope. the end. You know, like the, Nevada got within like two three points. Here's where people lost like the most money. Left. Here's where people lost the most money. Rivers Casino. Uh, Rivers Casino. Every <laughs> book there is. A lot of people picked Belmont to beat Maryland, and they almost did. They almost did. I did. They almost did. I didn't pick it. Um, Maryland uh, won seventy nine seventy seven over top of Belmont, but a lot of people picked that as eleven six upset. Yeah. Um, I picked a very chalky bracket this year. And then LSU and Yale. Not, I don't regret it. LSU Yale. LSU did win that one. Uh, Minnesota Louisville. Minnesota won that one. Bradley State. Michigan State. Michigan State won. Dude, I heard Louisville alumni who were pissed that they got that they got seated against Minnesota because they felt that it was like like a subtle jab in the ribs to make Louisville play Rick Pitino's kid. <laughs> Get over it, man. This is not a conspiracy theory, okay? Yeah. Like th- this is like the NCAA has enough problems as it is. Like, but the they, at least they're honest. At least mean, they're honest you, about their you, fraudulence. You mean one of the most corrupt organizations right. in the but world? But they don't. But they don't like hide things. You know, they're like, yeah, like this is going on, and we're gonna suspend this kid for getting a free salad. And like, you know what so, I mean? Like, so uh, then you had Auburn number five over New Mexico State by one point. By one point, and that that was a close one. Uh, that was a close one. Uh, uh, Kansas over uh, Northeastern. Uh, they had that one. Way to go, Northeastern in, in for hand, even though. being in the tournament. Exactly. They won the Bean Pot last year, and this is like a this is like the golden age of Northeastern athletics. I feel right. Uh, you had Kentucky 
uh, over top of ACU. Kentucky won that one, and he had Seton Hall, Wolford. So this is a game Amanda lost because I picked her bracket. I said, stop, Seton Hall. Nah. That's a that, uh, uh, Seton Hall's always been... Wofford's the hottest team in the tournament. Respective. Wofford's like 120 in a row or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I, picked, I don't. I do I, not know I, a lot I about picked, it. But I, I knew that. that at least. A, I picked that as an upset. Well, um, the ten sevens. I, I I have a rule that I always pick two tens and two sevens. Nova over St. Mary's. Uh, th- this is the other one that she lost on. Uh, Purdue and Old Dominion. I picked that as an upset. A yeah. Fourteen over a three. I picked Old Dominion just because of their past pedigree. Yeah. Um. And I picked that as an upset. Well, you, Purdue's you, got some pedigree, too, you, you know. I, they do. Yeah. And I, but you have to pick I get the upsets. bias because I cover a lot of Big Ten for my um for my work. Tomorrow's I always, a lot of big I games, always pick Big Ten teams to go far. Tomorrow's a lot of big games, though. You got yeah. uh, number one, Virginia over Gardner-Webb. Uh, Oregon, Wisconsin, that's a 12-5. Uh, UC Irvine over K-State. Uh, tomorrow's also uh, Iowa, Cincy, Colgate, Tennessee. Tennessee's a number two seed this year, by the way. If you they were hot. Man. They were number one in the, in the uh, polls. Not that the polls matter. Yeah, UNC over Inona. That's a one sixteen. Uh, Utah State and Washington. That's an eight nine. I think I told her to take Washington on that one. Um, you got Liberty and uh, Mississippi State. Uh, St. Louis, which is the big, the A ten the A ten champion champ, uh, over Virginia Tech, I was like, yeah, Tech all day. Um, mm, same. And then you have uh, Duke number one over North Dakota State tomorrow. Uh, UCF VCU. I think I told her to take VCU in this. I'm not sure. That's um, who I took. And then uh, Arizona State uh, Buffalo. Uh, Northern Kentucky, Texas Tech. So, this, you know, I mean, you had 16 games today. You're going to have 16 games tomorrow. Um, it's a, This is the first um, choice for vasectomies, by the way. What, today? Yeah. Um, Didn't have, have time. Yeah, near life. I mean, I was at the vet Right, I guess they uh, they could have just cut my balls but off. Champion, but that's not what you want. But uh, uh, Thursday <laughs> Thursday morning of the NCAA tournament is the first choice uh, for vasectomies. It doesn't make any sense for guys to be able to go home and put a bag of peas on their nuts and sit and watch basketball all day. Why can't um, you just watch basketball all day? What kind right. of fucked up relationship are you in? <laughs> Where like I, I, your I, wife I, won't let you watch basketball I, all day, I, but I, she I, will I, let I, you get a vasectomy. I'm just saying the second best weekend is the Masters weekend. Is whenever the second I, I highest. I don't get that. I would not get a surgery it, on a weekend it, when I want to hang it, out and it, watch it, something. It's a stupid stat. Sorry, I would it get it there. during like Hallmark Christmas movie weekend. Ah, understood. Right. <laughs> But in the meantime, folks... Sorry, babe, I can't watch this beautiful Lori Laughlin cinematic masterpiece. Lori Laughlin. <laughs> because my balls hurt, and we're out of peas. I'm going to Aldi. <laughs> That's, all right. On that note, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We'll be back in just a few moments after these messages from our friends at Circletron Media Studios, who also love Slice on Broadway, who is a great sponsor 
of Russell Mayhem as well as Awesome Cast for your perfect pepperoni pizza slice on Broadway in Beachview as well as several other locations around the city. We'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports on episode 74. The Cologne episode. So, did you get to do the Pens game tonight, or did you... No, I didn't see the Pens game tonight. Right on. I was at work, and the Pens were playing. We had a Pens watch party and so forth. Um, Got to uh, meet for the several times over a six-time Stanley Cup champion and uh, whatnot, Brian Chartier. He was in the building tonight. As well as we had, uh, we talked earlier, Teak was in there hanging out. Um, the Pens are not helping themselves, uh, not finishing games and giving up points. Uh, tonight, they did finish a game and took two points. Uh, and they're on a Western Conference team, which for going to a shootout uh, or overtime in a shootout and for the Western Conference team having one point meant nothing to right. us yeah. in the standings. Um you don't want to give points to your conference yeah, foes. You don't want to give points to your conference foes uh, compared to previously this weekend where they 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 got a point in each game, but they gave points away. Uh, they lost straight out on Saturday to the Blues, 4-1. Uh, then they tied uh, the Flyers uh, and then ended up with one point, and the Flyers went with two. Then they played Carolina, who... They're battling with for a third position where they tied them and then lost in the overtime. And I'm not saying lost in the overtime. Like, literally lost in, like, the last, like, three seconds mm-hmm. before it went to a yeah. shootout. It was, like, double heartbreak. Yeah. You know, give, um, up, a, give up a late goal in regulation and then, and then, then an even late later goal, goal in, in the OT. In the OT. Uh, where the Pens got one point, Carolina got two. Uh, Carolina did lose tonight. So did Washington. So did somebody else. Uh, so there was three teams that lost where the Pens got two points and they got zero. Uh, so that, that helped us out, kept us in the third position, I believe, uh, in the playoff run here. Um, but tonight's game was really, really, uh, just not, it was, it was, it was a great tactical game, Mm -hmm. but the Pens are passing the puck way too much. Nothing is us, especially when you're three on three, yeah, in overtime, and they're 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 just passing the puck around. And Latang had several shots on the three on three, and he should have taken it, and he did not. Um, again, currently, real quick, uh, the Pens are in the third position, the Metropolitan Division, with 91 total points. The Hurricanes are at 87. Okay, so they're still battling for. That third position to be a guaranteed seed uh, into the playoffs. Uh, and then you have, let's see, Hurricanes are 87, Jackets are 84, Flyers are 80, the Flyers are out of it. Um, and this get, again goes to earlier when we were talking about our math about wild cards and shit. Um, it comes down to the last day. It comes down to the last day. And what sucks is that, like, two of the teams that were 
chasing have games in hand. Yeah. Um, so you're, yeah, the Lightning uh, already clinched the President's Trophy, so they will not win the Stanley Cup this year. Uh, Odds uh, are, yeah. The Bruins are 99 points. The Maple Leafs are 93 points. Canadians are 85, and the Panthers are 78. So it's looking like right now the Panthers are going to win uh, the, th- the third spot in the division. Or end up a wild card spot that they're gonna have to battle between Columbus or Montreal. Mm. So there's that. That's a lot of hypotheticals. Yeah, I mean, and 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 the worst part is, is the Pens can still win the division. Yeah. Or end up in the second spot, depending on what the Islanders do or the Capitals do. So, when we talk about baseball being in the Central Division with the Pirates, the Reds, the Brewers, the Cubs, and the Cardinals being one of the most exciting divisions in baseball because they're always got great players. Okay, uh, they, they got good players, but they're always battling and. You know, there's a division leader, and somebody always comes out of there being a wild card. It's always a um, fight, even even when know, it's not the best division in the league. Yeah, it's still like yeah. the most competitive. The, the metropolitan division right now for hockey is the division to watch. Yeah, um, and which I kind of knew it would be like when they made this realignment. So, uh, you know, unless the Pens lose out, they're not gonna not make the playoffs. They haven't they, clinched anything yet. No, no, they no! Not no anything. one has clinched any. I have the standings right here with the X's and the Y's next to shit. So the only one that's clinched anything is the Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's no. You know, this is still wide open, but it's coming down to the last few games that lead into the first week. Is of anybody April. eliminated? Uh yeah, uh, Devils are eliminated. Rangers. Oh yeah, right, Devils. Yeah. Uh, Flyers for the. Flyers probably eliminated again. Um, but and yet they beat us on. Sunday. But but who's live is the Pens and the Hurricanes for the third position, and then the Blue Jackets are looking. The Blue Jackets eighty four points, where the Canes and the Pens are up above them uh, in the Atlantic Division. Uh, the top three look like they're pretty set, but the Canadians are eighty five points. So they're looking in. The the Canadians are looking the outside in, uh, between the uh, Jackets and the Canes there. So, you know, Canadians, Jackets, Canes, mm-hmm. and then the Pens. They're they're the, you know the Pens are battling for the third position, and the rest are battling for a wild card. The Pens slip up; they're gonna be battling for a wild card. Um, that that's what it is. I and you know I I want the Pens to make the playoffs. I do. Playoff hockey's awesome. Um, but also, the way they're playing right now, they're, they're not playing full games. Um, when you have Phil Kessel that has the last 26 games without a even-strength goal, mm-hmm. that's an issue. When you have Hornquist that has 28 games without an even-strength goal, that's an issue. Crosby... He's been doing what Crosby does. He scores. He 
gives opportunities. Um, Jake Gensel right now is on fucking fire. Jake Gensel is the one that's leading this team in, in goals. Uh, Crosby's leading in total points. Jake Gensel's leading in goals. Uh, Matt Murray is letting up weak goals. Matt Murray is... Weak goals at bad times. Uh, weak goals at bad times, exactly. Not that um, there's ever a good time to let up a weak goal, but right. if you can do it at a time where your teammates have a chance to pick you up... Or if you have a weak goal when you're up five nothing, you have a weak goal. That's fine. Giving up a weak goal when you're down or when you're up by one. Yeah, not good. And there's like less than a minute left or less than two minutes left. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I mean, who am I to say? Like every goal, every goal that I give up, if I ever were to play goalie, like some of them would be weak. You would Uh not necessarily have to like. I would love Show to me see your, you your, play goalie. Oh, I used to play goalie in street hockey all the time. Like, with people my own size and skill level. And age. And age. And sometimes slightly older or slightly younger, but never a scenario where, like, I'm an 18-year-old playing against, like, a 42-year-old Matt Cullen. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a pressure-packed situation when you're a goalie. Um, it is. You know? It sometimes causes people to, like, need therapy, like we all saw with Flurry. But it seems to have helped. It is. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what Murray's deal is. I'm not, I'm not saying he's, like, falling apart or anything, but he does seem to have these lapses at times. And that might need to be something that, like, he works on mentally because it's not like he it's not like his skills go away in the last two minutes of a period or the last two minutes of a game. Well, and it might not be him. It might be like a team thing, a systems thing. It might be the whole group. Well, the old like, the getting, old adage tight comes ass, down to you know? sports is ninety percent mental and ten percent physical. That's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. I mean, in baseball, yes. What baseball? Ninety percent mental? Yeah. No, I still think it's bullshit. Um... I you could go stand stand up there and. Think like I'm gonna hit this ball. I'm gonna, I'm the best hitter. I'm gonna hit this ball. I'm gonna crush this ball and strike out and strike out because you you know you've got bad mechanics or you know you don't see the ball well enough. Some people just don't see well enough. All right. So how know? many times how many times you play golf that you like this? Is what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna swing this club. I'm gonna have my wrists right, my arms right, my 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 hips right. And I'm going to hit this ball, and it's going to go dead straight, 175 yards with a 7-iron. I'm going to be three feet from the pin. Me never. And it's and it's all mental, and then you get, your, you get yourself in there, and then you pull the ball left, and you're like, and then you get mad at yourself, and it's all in your head. Like, I, I did it fucking Thursday at Mount Lebanon, and I hit my driver down at, Top golf the whole time, and I'm like, ah, this club works me, blah blah blah. I got it right, got it right. I got to mile eleven, and I fucking chilies at the fucking ball off a driver. I'm like, it was all my head. Yeah, it was all my head. Um, it's all it, it. It was all my head, and I'm 40 years old playing fucking golf, and it's all my fucking head. You can't just visualize and, your way down the course, right? There's muscle memory. Yeah. There's, yeah. you know, there's muscle memory. It's not and all mental. There's it's a big, and I, I honestly feel like approaching a shot like that and telling myself all that stuff is just going to make it worse. 
Right. You know, and and you know, hockey. Maybe live. it's different for you because you're better at golf than I am, and, and you play yeah. more often than yeah. I do. But when I'm up there, I'm just trying to be like as zen as possible. Like Hockey's, I don't want to be thinking yeah. about anything. Let's convert this. To I hockey. just want to hear the birds, where, pull where, my club back, and hit the ball. Where hockey's live, it's going on, and so forth. And these guys are doing bang bang plays. They got pucks coming at them. They got other guys coming at them. It's it's one of those. Like, you know, I'm going to get hit. I'm going to take a hit. You know, you play the game because you love the game. You're doing this. Um, With Malkin being out uh, on a week-to-week basis with an upper body injury, which is undisclosed, of course, because it's hockey, and they're like, oh, it's an upper body injury. Oh, it's a lower body injury. Because when he comes back, you don't want anybody else knowing where to actually hurt. Um, the team is looking mediocre right now in my eyes, uh, and and they're fighting for a top six spot, and they're gonna end up with a wild card, or they could actually miss out completely. Um, if they miss out completely, my girlfriend will be happy because I'll shave my beard. Um, but, man, <laughs> really? Well, hey, my beard runs from by week of the Steelers, so when the Penguins are done. So, um, okay, that's that's how I run my beard, personally. Well, um, but can't you just trim it up a little bit and they make the playoffs and then everyone's happy? I trimmed it up a little bit ago to make her happy, make my work happy, because my work was like work Steve, matters. They're like Steve, your beard's getting a little unruly. Could you tone that down a little bit? I'm like, I love working from home. I'm like, <laughs> I understand health code. Fuckers. Yeah, man. You know, nobody wants to wear a beard guard. That's mm, you don't want to wear a beard guard. Yeah, behind a bar, no. No. Kitchen, whatever. Behind a bar, no. I don't like them. I don't want to wear one ever. Yeah, right. They suck, especially tucked up underneath your ears and shit. Yeah, you're like, eh. I can't concentrate. It's too tickly. I know, uh, but we have that going on. Uh, so, uh, I'm personally hoping it depends make the playoffs. Find their shit. Figure out what's going on. Like, I, I want to see, like, Crosby come in like my high school coach. Yeah. And, like, grab me by the face mask and rack my fucking head around and, like, smack me upside the head and be like, get the fucking shit straight. Make it happen and do that with a team. Well, the problem and is they don't wear face masks in hockey. They do, but you can't grab them. Uh, <laughs> because they're... They're all well. The visor, yeah, um, that'll just rip right off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I I just want to see like them get their shit together and get hot at the right time. There's what? Well, they're running nine out of time. Ga- nine I mean, games left in the season. Yeah. So now's the time. Yeah, now's the time to do it. I still uh, think they'll make the playoffs. Oh, I just I, I just I, don't see them winning. I, it this I year. think they'll make the playoffs. I don't see them winning the cup. I see them maybe. Maybe winning the first round when they go against the Islanders. Yeah, they need to win a first round. Although the Islanders, I mean, they've been hot. They're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. Um, and then if they win ours, they got to go play Capitals. That's if the Capitals win their first round. Yeah. So you have that, and the Capitals are uh, defending Stanley Cup champions. Still pretty good. They're yeah. still pretty good. And you got that guy Ovechkin that likes to shoot from the left circle. So, mm. 
Um, that happens. All I know is on Sunday when my mom asked me and my dad if the Penguins were going to make the playoffs or not. <laughs> I gave the thumbs up. My dad said no. Which is pretty consistent. Um, He's generally more pessimistic about these things than I am. Okay. And honestly, you know what? If the Pens don't make the playoffs this year, will I be mad? No. Will no. I be upset? Yeah. You know, uh, but I'm not going to be like, oh my God, tear my doors off. The Pens didn't make the playoffs. They've yeah. played a lot of hockey the last few years. We've been very fortunate in this town to have back-to-back Stanley Cups in 16 and 17. Um, I agree with you on that, but uh, I learned something this year from the Steelers, <laughs> and, and that is that uh, there is yeah. a limit. There is a limit to that line of reasoning. Yeah, but it, it you but, get to a point where you're like, okay, I understand that you have given me like lots of championships in my life, and I've enjoyed them, but the way you're running your shit right now is not okay. But the Pens are not run their team. They're not wrong. there yet, but I'm just saying, like, the Steelers weren't there. Yeah. We used to say that the Steelers could do whatever they want because they're always going to be in the playoff hunt and they're always going to be contenders and everybody loves being a Steeler. And, like, I don't even want to talk about them this week except for j- to just obliquely, by way of, like, caution for Penguins fans. Oh, that, like, oh. you think it's great and it can never get bad. It could get bad. It could get bad. It could get bad. It could get bad. Without getting really bad, but it could still get bad. Like, you don't yeah. you don't need to turn into, you know, the Florida Panthers. Yeah, But true. You, you might not be up on par with, like, the Capitals We're and gonna the Rangers. We're going to talk about the And that's going to hurt. We're going to talk about the Steelers. But yet, you know, at the same point, um, you know, we just... Uh, that's a beautiful head, by the way. Oh, Matt just poured the perfect head into a beer glass, uh, out of a can. Nice. And it, oh, that's awesome. I'll take the rest. I couldn't, I couldn't have done it without Steve. Thanks for the glass. Thanks for the beer. No worries. (laughs) Uh, It's there. Without you, man, I'd just be tilting my wrist for no reason. (laughs) You poured a perfect head in. Thank you. Thank you. I I try. I like it. I try. Um. But now, Pens, you know what? They're going to get into playoffs. They're going to either squeak in or they're going to take a top six position. Um, I personally would love to see them go all the way to the Stanley Cup. I don't think it's going to happen as a realist. Uh, I see them with a exit in the first round or second round. Personally, that's me. Um, but, hey. Not fine. I'm not saying it's like a goal. I, but I'd be fine with one series. Win it, yeah, and then round two, like you know, as inconsistent as they've been all year, very. It would be very silly to expect anything more than that. To expect anything more than that, exactly. but I, I see no dysfunction. I just see like maybe other teams have passed them by in terms of speed, certainly, um, and you know there are other there are other things, injuries. Um, defensive play, not just blaming it all on on Murray, but the way they play in front of him sometimes. It's been a problem all year. Um, oh, and look, they're showing the, the, the standings right now. 
They're showing the highlights right now. Yep, we're watching we're, ESPN right now. They're showing the highlights on ESPN about the Pens game. So. We're in it. We're just, you know, I, I fear that it's going to come down to the last day. And I I don't think we're going to, like, get eliminated, but our our uh, our first round matchup yep. is, is going to come down to the last day. Yeah, it will be. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, enough of the Pens. We'll get into some Steelers talk right now. Uh, I would just want to throw this out there. Uh, top potential free agents that you need to know. Russell Wilson, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady are free agents. What, next year? No, this year. Right they're, now? They're restricted free agents. Oh, what? So we're going to like do an offer sheet for Russell Wilson? Franchise tag players. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Javadon Clowney, and Frank Clark. We should get Clowney. Non-quarterbacks. Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, Amari Cooper. Hmm. Top potential free agent names you should know. Some of those are restricted. Some are unrestricted. The Steelers never do any free agency. They don't do anything splashy. I'm going to call bullshit on free agency. Um, splashy. You are correct. Bullshit on free agency. Well, that's what I meant. Was because nothing splashy. They're not, they're not going to go out and sign give somebody like Tom, Tom Brady. You know, an $8 million contract yeah. out of free no, agency. No, actually, no, they did. They did. They did. What, Mike Mitchell? No. Actually, it's not that much. Actually, you know no. I mean. Okay, no. Uh, Hilton. Mike Hilton. Okay. All right. Mike Hilton is using his restricted free agency uh, in his favor, mm. where Alejandro Villanueva did two years ago, mm. where he's like, okay, whatever. Put it out there. Boom, 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 boom. Other teams offered him money. And the Steelers have to match that mm. or obviously more to get him to sign with the team. And if he leaves, they get a compensatory draft And if he leaves, pick. they get a, uh, a draft pick. Correct. So Mike Hilton is using his... Love those draft picks. We, they, we know the Steelers love mid-round draft picks. This year, they <laughs> did a lot. Uh, so Mike Hilton <laughs> using his restriction free agency mm. in his favor... By being able to go out there and be like, I'm a research free agent. What are you going to pay me? Cool. $12 million. Steelers, you going to give me $12 million? Uh, we'll give you twelve point five. Yeah. All right. Boom. Whatever. Um, it, it's more in, in, in terms... The research and free agency gives you a market for yourself. Um, so he's using that... Uh, to his advantage, which is awesome. That's why it's there in the, in the That's CBA. That's why we have a CBA. Exactly. Um, the Steelers have been tossing around a, a lot of money, actually. Uh, That's how they roll, In man. free agents. No, no, it's not how they roll. This is abnormal for the Steelers. Well, they spend a lot of money, I mean. but Maybe not on free agents. Yeah, but yeah. They, they spend a lot of money on people that they develop, usually. Right. Like, but they this spend one. a lot of money on Palomalu and Roethlisberger. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, they're, they're, Bell, they're but I guess they're not spending in. any money on Le'Veon Bell anymore. Nope, no. Nope, nope, we'll talk about him in a fucking second. But uh, there's the free agency right now. Uh, it's not no more for the team 
to spend the kind of money they are. Uh, cornerback, uh, Steven Nelson. Uh, wide receiver, uh, Dante Moncroft. Uh, and linebacker slash safety, Mark Barron. $46 million in total for the three. And these guys are signed for two to three years. Now, their money uh, per year is what it is. The only money they're guaranteed is their signing bonus. So the Steelers do have a walk away um, thing here. Uh, so where they gave them money up front and a signing bonus. And they can walk away from them. It's an FL contract. They can walk away at any time. They could have walked away from Ryan Shazier two years ago, but they didn't uh, because the Steelers are awesome. Did you see him at Pitt Pro Day? I did. Carrying a clipboard, scouting guys. That's his. Um, that was his test, from my understand. Yeah. Uh, just from talking to other people. Interesting. Um, it was like it was like Ryan Shazier's Pro Day all over again. Yeah. Right. Except he's on the other yeah, end as of a it. coach. Yeah. Um, hey, I hope so. I, you know what? Yeah, I, I really we do love hope him, so. and he he's a great guy to have in the organization. Yeah. But I don't want to see him come back and try to play. And I've talked you know? to you about this before, and I honestly hope that Ron Shazier never plays. So not to dwell on that football. because we have discussed but, it, but yeah. like it's good that he's getting yeah, out there and doing doing the scouting thing, the coaching thing. It is because you know um, what? I don't see him doing. I don't see him going to the flats on Carson. Nope. And getting into a fight with a bouncer. Not at all. No, um, seriously, like, I actually think that when I saw that at Pitt's Pro Day, um, I was like, this is Ryan's, like, test. Like, hey, you've been sitting with us for a year and a half uh, in the offices and whatnot because he's been learning the business side of the game, and it was kind of his, like, this is your test. These are local guys you see all the time. You know, what do you think? This, that, other thing. I think it was a test for him, which is good. Um, and honestly, like I said, and we've talked previously, don't play ever again. Yeah. Just just make money in the game, being involved in the game, and enjoy it. Yeah. And be thankful you walked again. Yeah. So, um, so that's... So that's uh... You know, that's Shazier. Yeah. You know? um, but He's a stealer for life. Oh, he is. Now, he, some, there's some people who are not stealers for life anymore because they left. No, because, uh, you know, Levon Bell left the Steelers. Uh, and he was signed last year under a franchise tag that he never signed. Mm. And he's like, oh, I'll come in week one. Uh, I'll come in week eight. All right, uh, I'll come in week nine. Uh, well, shit, week ten comes up. I'm like, eh, well, uh, I'm not going to come in at all. <laughs> now, the Steelers could have That's such a half-ass call-off. That's like how I would call in sick. You know? <laughs> like, Steelers, eh, I don't yeah, think I'm ready you know, to work. Uh, Steel- I feel kind of sick. The Steelers could have tagged him again this nah. year. But they'd have to deal with that bullshit again. And they don't want to deal with that and bullshit again. And they didn't want again. to. So they just gave him his out not release. And he that's went... why Le'Veon Bell's the reason that they didn't get as much for Brown as they could have. Exactly. Because they already ha- they already went through a year with a guy who's holding out. And they don't they don't want to do the same. They didn't want to do the same thing with Brown. You know? Well, he, he, he was going to reject any trade that like wasn't to a place that he wanted to go. 
one once well, he once he once Brown like shat on the Buffalo deal. Oh man, the Brown, Steelers knew Brown that they were not they were not dealing from an advantage position. Okay, like other teams held all the cards, so to speak, because other teams knew that Brown was being very very particular about where he wanted to go and about like what kind of deal he was going to be able to get from that team. So, yeah, they got a three and a five for Brown because they they already did the thing where we're like not going to blink and a guy's going to hold out. And like that didn't work out for them. And they, they, I don't want to do that two years in a row as a fan. Well, they got it. They got a four back for Lev Bell. So, and he did that interview and he went to New York. And the interview that he did and, you know, he, he, he was talking about it, it was all about the money and money and money and but also injury. He said injury. He, he said that if he had gotten hurt, he would have been like so upset. Yeah, and like I get but, it. Like I would have be I'd be upset too if I got injured. Yeah. Okay. But, also, but he was still gonna well, be making like yeah, but a also, shit ton of money to get injured. But, but he said that the Steelers are like you have to work out and this that and thing. You can't play video games. You can't make a rap album. You can't do this. You can't do whatever. Is this real? Uh, I, was the interview you did on ESPN? I know the interview's real. I saw it. But, but like, is the Steelers like, are the Steelers really like he was that bad of a work the, environment? He was throwing the people under the bus because he was others, left and right, other, left and right. Other Steelers are coming back out on Twitter, on Instagram, on whatever, being like, "Yo, this ain't right." This I saw. I liked what Pouncey wrote about uh, Ben, and um, I'm not. And I, I don't think Ben is getting enough. Like, he he's not Ben's being getting made, thrown the fuck under a bus. But by he's not two being guys. made to bear enough responsibility for the Antonio Brown thing. Right. Okay. Like, apparently Ben Roethlisberger is a little bit of a douchebag. By the way, I throw nobody. My, by the way, I throw him out exactly. two bars. Nobody denies that he can be a douchebag. Yeah. Okay. And like, maybe he's not fun to work with. If if it sucks to wait on him, and to serve him drinks, then it probably sucks to like hang out with him at meetings and at practice. And I'm not saying get rid of Ben because we don't have a better option at quarterback. Just saying like, you know, maybe there's something to it. Um, not like Stefan to it, but like. No more before I drink. Oh, good. But there there is like possibly something there. And it's too late to fix it because, like, Ben's Ben and he's going to be our quarterback until he retires. You know? Brown's going to be hard to replace, but you have to. Because you're not... If he's not going to be happy for the next two years playing the worst part is, then he's the, gone. The worst part is, is Juju replaces Brown. Mm-hmm. Juju gets double covered. Then you leave single coverage for um, Washington and Rodgers and... Uh, I forget. Dante Moncrief. Dante Moncrief. Maybe. You I know. don't know. Um, so, Future Super Bowl so, MVP. So now Juju's going to get double covered and he and so forth. But I actually personally, and I've met Juju personally, I met his mom personally. I, I really, 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 really hope that Juju lives his life as a person and takes care of things and doesn't get caught up in all the oh I am me and 
Look, the dude. me is I and everything else like that. There is um, like a... But... Antonio Brown, I really think, is like a singular person when it comes to like his egotism and like self-centeredness and you know like we we put up with a lot of his antics right because like oh 15 yard penalty every touchdown because he's celebrating oh it's a b and it's the nfl's fault for not being like on board with fun celebrations and oh he kicked the guy in the face because oh he's just a competitor Maybe, like, after, like, all this is over, like, and you look back on it, you say, like, maybe hmm. that guy's just really not, like, a good person. Oh, maybe you know maybe he's just a dickhead. You know, I, I've, you know? Dealt, I've dealt with A.B. over the years. I know. Um, and, and like, there's quirky, but then there's, like, a know, pattern. And, like, yeah. after a while, it's just, like, that wasn't, like, you weren't having a moment, dude. Like, you're just a dickhead. Yeah, You know, maybe happens. that's what it is. And, like, I don't think that every wide receiver is like that. So, like, Juju yeah. still deserves so, so, immense uh, immense benefit of the doubt, like, so, that he would ever become that kind so of So how about uh, uh, Bell's BS going on to the Jets and him talking about how, you know, he, he, he backpedaled real quick mm. uh, about, you know, how the Steelers were, you know, just, you know, it's the team I play for, this other thing, and I, uh, and, and I wanted the money, and, you know, I, you know I, I'm the highest paid guy, I'm doing the best thing, and then he goes and signs with the Jets, and the Jets, he's making $18 million a year, or $18 million, not a year, but $18 million total less, mm. going with the Jets. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you know, you know, the atmosphere wasn't great and Ben's this and Ben's that and then uh ownership was alright, you know, and whatnot. And you know, Bell's back paddling. Well here's um, the thing because he, he said he wanted to set the fucking market mm-hmm. uh as being and the he didn't. paid and he didn't. Tar Gurley did. Yeah. So Bell is gonna go to New York. Yep. And gonna get beat the fuck up because there's no offensive line. There. But it he's gonna be playing for the second team in New York because the Giants are number one. Yep. Okay. Well, um, Giants are Jersey's team, but And the Jets are Long Island's team. Yep, they are. And I think I think that the money people in Manhattan where it really fucking matters, like I think they tend to skew Giants, okay? So we're going the Giants like the B team. From the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area, and I don't think anyone wants to argue with me on that point, unless you do. I don't. Okay, and you live there, so you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So, Bell's not gonna have as much pressure on him as like the asshole who traded OBJ to the Browns <laughs> for like a bag of footballs, for example. Yeah. He's not gonna have as much pressure on him as like, uh, you know, whoever's running the Mets this year. Mm. Uh. Certainly not as much pressure on him as, like, Brian Cashman and the Yankees. Um, It's not a bad move for him. Like, he can very easily go to New York and not live up to the hype that he tried to create by holding out for a season and not even really be challenged on it. Because you can always fall back on, like, well, I'd have better stats if I wasn't on the New York Jets. Which is a thing that every Jets running back... Since Curtis Martin 
has well, been able to make that claim. Well, you know what? He's going to get paid, but he's going to beat up. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. He, I can't wait until Raider the first the first Steelers like either late game or bye week when I get to go watch the Raiders at fucking Canes. I might get thrown out of there. That's nah, possible. <laughs> That'll happen. Like, sir, you're offending our sizable contingent Inco- of Raider fans. <laughs> Income this weekend. <laughs> Uh, can you please get out being like, boo, A.B., boo, Martin Brent. I'm going to dress um, up like that lady from Princess Bride and just be like, boo, boo, boo. So, uh, You've turned your back on So, love. speaking on the Raiders and so far, how uh, about the uh, perfect strangers? Standing tall on the wings of our dreams, I guess. <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, it's fine. Like, I, I know that they had their little, like, kumbaya, like, brown and perfect. But Yay. that's really not that... That's not the main conflict. No, no. It's, <laughs> he needs to call Le'Veon Bell and apologize to him. Well, right? I mean, like, it's not like... Like, perfect never, like, you know, no, dealt Ber- a season-ending injury to Antonio Brown. No, he did. Did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, that's right, me. that concussion thing? Yeah. Uh, in the playoff game. But he didn't, like, break a limb. He didn't break a limb, but he set him out for the concussion game where the Steelers went to Steelers Denver. Steelers still won. No, the Steelers still won the Cincinnati game with the field goal bullshit and Joey Porter came out on the field and whatever else. Right, but we should have be- went- beat Denver. They like- should have beat Denver. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Yeah, if, we had, you know, if we'd had Brown, I would I jogged your memory. I'm sorry. Um, that was the Fitzgerald uh, Toussaint game. Yes, it was. Um, but, yeah. Um, that was also the game that I I so, left the Pens game in the yeah. second intermission, yeah, so, so Va- I could be home in time. So, I mean, the only time I've ever left a left a Pens game early. Yeah, so Vontaze the Perfect is now a Oakland Raider, uh, and he's teamed up with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown uh, tweeted out uh, the whole little spiel, this that the other thing, Bygazi guys, whatever, um, but. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Is Oakland. John Gruden's running that ship. I actually have said this many times uh, on this podcast and whatever else. If I were to start an NFL team right now, John Gruden would be my coach. So, uh, and look out for the Oakland Raiders in the next three years? No, just one year. Look out for the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, yeah, in years two, three, and four. Yeah, yeah. Look out for Las Vegas. And they Vegas did sign Raiders. a deal. Like I said last week, that they weren't going to play in Oakland next year, but they finally <laughs> got that deal done. So they will be playing in the Coliseum for one more year. But I swear to God, man, last week at at the time of recording, it was not a done deal, and they were still playing footsie with San Diego and Santa Clara. Oh, I'm so sure don't were. fucking fact check me. Well, well, because you know what, uh, Al Davis's son's running the shit. So. Mark Davis. Yeah, yeah. I hope he and Antonio Brown end up going to the same barber. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Can I get a blonde mustache and bowl cut special, please? Uh, with blue uh, dreads. With blue dreads. Got it. Got it, man. Sign me up. Alright folks, thank you very much. This is our episode number 74 of Bold Sports.
We'll be back next week with episode 75. Can't imagine who that's going to be. Uh, I have no clue. Uh, we'll leave you to that to uh, suspect that going on. Don't Google 70s Steelers. That's cheating. Exactly. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Later. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.